What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Middle cop! Hey, be! Hey! Stand up a little. I can't quite see it. From what it looks like, there are no holes in your hoodie. <laughs> no, no holes in this hoodie, guy. No is, holes in this hoodie. What is the oldest piece of clothing you have? Do you know? You think? Uh, that's a good question. It'd probably be the first suit my uh, my parents or my my dad got me. I think when I got out of college, so that would have probably been 0708 range. I remember we drove home for something before I was going to move to Fresno State. I remember we drove to Sac and got fitted. And my dad was so proud, even though I didn't really need to wear it at the time. We never wore it road at Fresno trips. State. Wore road trips? No, we wore sweats and shit. You wore collared shirts. It was you know. That's probably the oldest. Actually, I'll still wear it occasionally. It still kind of fits. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what about the oldest thing that you still, like, what's the closest thing to Belichick sweatshirt that you have? I I, I, pro- I probably have some Fresno State gear that I wear around the house for sure. Yeah. It's pretty shitty. Or like yeah. I wear to work. I have workout clothes that is a decade plus old. Right. Me too. Probably not many like collared shirts or jeans that are not purchased within the last six, seven years. I also, I mean, because I just through moving and I, like, I don't know how Bill maintains the hood, the sweatshirt that he probably drafted Brady in that sweatshirt. Maybe that's why it's his lucky sweatshirt. <laughs> he's, he's a chance. I mean, it's got the holes. It's just, it's, it's, it truly, it's, it's truly disintegrating. I had a Kangol, a pair of Kangol sweatpants. That I got in high school that I recently got rid of, but I've just filtered out so many clothes over the years. I tend to hang on to stuff that people gave me. So I have like a t-shirt my parents gave me years and years ago that it's like the sleeves are basically, it looks like it's a cutoff sleeve. The sleeves have shrunk so much, but it still fits yeah. me around the torso. It's a it's a it's a Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. It looks like the album cover uh that I still have, but I I barely wear it. I don't I don't. I don't think I have anything close to what Bill was rocking. Before before we hopped on, we did a little math that they played Sunday night on the West Coast. For as cool as it is going East Coast to West Coast, because you gain time, 
It's shitty going the opposite way. They took the equivalent of the red eye. By the time they got in the air, it was probably 11.30 midnight. Do the math, five and a half hours. They're probably landing around 6 a.m. Monday morning when he usually probably comes into the office. He probably hasn't really left the office in the last 48 hours. Like he, To me, he just looked, as funny as the sweatshirt was, just fucking exhausted, right? I mean, he's guy, he's 68, 69 years old. You, you can't tell me he still powers through a night like he did when he was 50. No, I, I right. won't believe That's it. That's a good point. But there's no, but the, to me, the only reason to wear that sweatshirt is f- to get the effect that you had. The only reason to keep that sweatshirt is to put it on so people go, look well, at this guy. Grind. What if it just fits? Re- but, I, but I think we all know he grinds. What if it just fits really well and he enjoys it? Yeah, I mean, it's easily, re- they, could, they would tailor him a new sweatshirt. Russell Athletic well, would make him a new they, one. They have. You know? It made him many. Like, there's no reason now, the to wear one that thing other people, than to get the attention for it. The best part about working in football is they do all your laundry, right? And for a head coach, they're doing, like, literally suits and your workout clothes. Every day at the end of the day, if you work out, if whatever your clothes on, you usually put your shit in a band or a loop, and you throw it in this little bin, and it gets washed the next day. Clearly, that's still in his rotation guy. That he gives the equipment guys the wash that he gets back. They have to hand wash that. that they can't put that thing in the machine. <laughs> no, it might rip. By the way, rip. did you did you see somebody sent me this story about <laughs> we did not plan this. We'll do it for 30 seconds. Vietnam police busted a ring that was selling recycled condoms. Did you see that story? I did not. I didn't know you could recycle a condom. Yeah, police in Vietnam confiscated an estimated 345,000 used condoms, which had been cleaned and resold. So give that one to Lund for the caboose pistol. That is disgusting. <laughs> that hey, is. Have you gotten uh, that's bad. So the other day we did the pod and then we watched the golf on Monday. Uh, was it Monday? Tuesday? Must have been Tuesday that the Payne Valley thing was on with Tiger. And yeah, Laura. Tiger. And uh, you you put out the video, which has since gone super viral. A bunch of other like Golf Channel, a bunch of other people have gotten the video, but there's no doubt they saw it from Middlecoff. Of Rory talking about how the bar, barstool, barstool guys quoted it. They they, they quoted it. Four play quote. Four play pot. But I've seen other places where they clearly went and got it. They've had the they time after it. you eyeballed in, it. In fairness, I, I'm a stealer too. It's the internet, Wow Wow yeah, West. I enjoy no rules. I, I don't complain. Uh, but Domino's Pizza, have they have they DM'd well, back? They, they, they responded want to, be to Rory like thanks everything, including me on the tweet. I've DM'd them a couple times. Here's what we need to do. I think it would be perfect. They clearly have a lot of cash. Great partnership, good pizza, as Rory said. It'd be a great little uh, partnership guy. Tweet at them, tweet at them, and tweet at them. I will continue to DM them. I would love to have them associated. The other the other one you just reminded me of this that I think we should try and make a push is I saw the other day that Joe Montana Instagrammed something about Follow Friday. Follow, follow and a few people, I'll follow back. So I wonder if we could get everybody... Uh, tweeting, uh, uh, not tweeting, but commenting at Joe to come on the podcast. Yeah. Not a bad idea. I would I would love to talk to Joe Montana. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna actually if I'm not I must be following him already, but I'm gonna follow Joe and maybe we can coordinate a promo code ham. Everybody trying to get Joe uh Joe on the pod. I you know I you, did you did you did you agree with Rory by the way? You ever, when's the last time you had Domino's? I have you know, I can't speak to it. I haven't had Domino's in a long time. Me either. I always enjoyed it when I had it. I just haven't had it that much. Because unlike Rory we just have like you know the secret spots, right? You just have the secret pizza spots. Oh, that's right? true. I live. Yeah, I mean, I live here. I got. It's not. I just go to the local places. That that like, was why he said it's like 
Yes, sometimes he just doesn't know. Yeah. Now, I, I think Domino's, the way it works, is they independently franchise to people. So I, I'll right. support those people locally, too. That's true. You know, we'll do yeah. whatever we got to do. That's a good point. Holler at me, Domino's. Um, we're, we're just businessmen trying to survive. How about... So, uh, last thing before we move on here. Uh, it turns out, John, that, that Anthony Lynn and Dean Spanos are going to do what you want. You said... Dean Spanos, you should tell Anthony Lynn who to play. And it turns out that at some point they're gonna they're gonna unpuncture Tyrod's long fucking scary as shit, and the lawyers are gonna put well. him in the lineup. John, I think yeah, he's gonna I, start. Again. I've only seen one tortorol shot uh, administered, and I don't know if this was exactly tortorol shot, but you know it was a painkiller shot right for his ribs. It was the equivalent of what that is. And it was a pain numbing because he had pain in his ribs. That's why he had been banged up all all week long. So they put it at his ribs, rib, punctured yeah. his lung. The guy I saw got done was the head coach. His name was Pat Hill. He just liked to get it because he was so amped up before a game. And he just pulled down his pants, bent over, and, and uh, Dr. Kraft, I almost called him Robert Kraft, yeah. I think. I forget Dr. Kraft's first name, but would uh, give him a shot. Hit in him with a ass. And I saw some people, I saw some people tweeting like, yeah, the shots I always got were in my ass. Like I... And maybe it's because he had specific rib pain, right? And that's that's what makes sense to me. I don't change my stance, though, of Tyrod Taylor. Listen, this is sucks. I feel bad for him in the sense that, that you shouldn't get your lung punctured. But I, I don't feel bad for him in the sense of you're not good enough to be a starting quarterback. And the only reason you're a starting quarterback is because this guy looks at you like a child in the sense of Anthony Lynn loves him like a child. Because if he was thinking objectively... Like his own You think son. that's why he was yeah. shitting on Justin Herbert? Uh, trying to like uh, make it make Tyrod not feel as bad? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because of the lung thing, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, clearly, yeah. I under, I don't quite... I still don't get it why he had to talk about Justin that way, especially when it became clear Justin might have to play this week, which he's going to. Yeah. I still don't get it. He also it defended the doctor slash trainer. He said the guy's a good guy. This is an unfortunate situation. Yeah, look, he didn't throw that guy under the bus. I texted with a couple. You know a bunch of guys. I it, I think it's pre, it's pretty easy to find former players that hate that go like team doctors are the last guy I would trust. Now I don't want to besmirch the name of team doctors, but I had a couple people I was texting with going like, I had team doctors both in college and the NFL that I I. One guy told a buddy of mine said he had a surgery for one thing and they found something else while they were in there and they just fixed it while they were in there and it's his ankle hasn't been the same since. And they, then the Dr. team doctors Chow, are put in weird situations. Jeff Schwartz sent me a text. He's like, "Look at Doctor Ch- the previous guy who's now like the Twitter doctor, Doctor Chow. the 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 list is just of payouts for like settlements over amputations and." I mean, it's just now. I, I bet, would I, I would not go to Doctor Chow, guy. No, I would, I would guess. Dr. Chow. I would guess a lot of doctors have settled with a lot of people over just hey, med- medicine is fucking crazy it's hard. sometimes. It's yeah. hard. Um, but I'm with you. I don't. To me, it doesn't change the way I look at this quarterback battle. I do think the thing, and I saw Sam Farmer tweeted this, a bu- and and I was texting with Schwartz about it. Is just is it if there's going to be a lawsuit, a malpractice lawsuit? He's going to claim lost income or the potential lost income. You might but he's protect- not. But he's making. He's still making money. I understand. But if you lose your job, maybe your next contract, whatever, do you protect yourself if you give him a chance to start? Like I do think now the way this played out, I think he's going to start again when he's healthy, even if Herbert throws four touchdowns this week. Yeah, I, I, I would and say it might now. Be the I was telling him to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it's on the table. I do think there's a way that if Justin Herbert plays well enough, like they cover, he starts throwing touchdowns these next couple weeks, 
it does get taken out of their hands, right? Because yeah, at the end I of the guess, day, there are yeah. two guys. There are two guys that could speak up, and it starts with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. All it takes is for those More guys, Keenan. especially Keenan, to be More like, Keenan, yeah. "What the fuck are we doing?" And then it creates a huge national story. John, this podcast is brought to you by Ease.com. Promo code HAM. 20 bucks off your first delivery of $50 or more. If you're a repeat user, that's okay. We got something for you, too. Ease 10 gets you 10% off. Yeah, if anyone has Tyrod Taylor's uh, phone number, I would love to text him, give him a little discount. Ease.com. Promo code HAM. Because he's a first-time user, he'd get $20 off a purchase over $50. You just go to Ease.com. You check out their inventory, vapes, pre-rolls, topicals, uh, edibles, Caminos, which I love. Ease.com, promo code HAM. And if you're a uh, repeat user, that HAM10 gets you 10% off. Tyrod, I really think, would be greatly aided by his puncture lung with a little cannabis. It'd make him feel a lot better. It, that Also, the mental anguish that he must be going through right now. Oh. Terrifying. When they tell you, they now I understand his reaction on the sideline. Uh, just well, be, I think his reaction on the sideline was just pain. Pain, first, but also, like, they just punctured. I'd be terrified if they told me they just accidentally punctured my lung. We got to go to the hospital. But I don't know if they knew. I don't know if they knew that right on the sideline. Oh. That's probably well, something. They went they to the hospital. They knew something was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got to be 21 or over. You get online, verified in minutes, and then boom, delivery in minutes. Ease.com, promo code HAM. 20 bucks off, $50 or more. HAM 10 if you're a repeat user, 10% off. Uh, podcast also brought to you by MyBookie. We'll get to our picks coming up. When we make them, we make them at MyBookie.ag. The promo code HAM1. They'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 1000 bucks. If you take the bonus, you have to bet the bonus. But either way, use the promo code HAM and the number one. That way we get credit. We appreciate it. Listen, guy, MyBookie.ag is where you and I have been betting. Uh, you, you started out post, or I guess when we reopened sports, started getting on the EPL. It let us right into golf. It let us right into the NFL. We've pushed back a little on college football. Hasn't felt normal. I do think this week, for the first time, the SEC is back. You got some pretty. You got just Florida playing. Uh, Lane Kiffin. You got Mike Leach going up against Eddie O and the defending champs. Like I might throw fifty bucks on one of these games just to give myself a little juice. Lane Kiffin, Florida kicks off for us on the West Coast at nine a.m. The SEC is back, guy. It's back. Big Ten, oh, just less than a month away from coming back. Start betting on college football. Obviously, the National Football League, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, matches the deposit up to $1,000. If you, you can decline the bonus if you want. If you do keep the bonus, you can always bet it. A little free money, but you got to bet the bonus, right? You can't just deposit it. That's what we've been saying, or I mean, withdraw it. Mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, promo code HAM1, promo code HAM1. How about the over 57 in Mike Leach's debut against LSU? I remember you my theory the, was the pandemic and the weirdness. Is it going to help him? You'd have to imagine it help him a little bit. It helps right? him because a, the air raid takes, and this is not a joke, three three days to install. True, but also I'd say college and KJ Costello you, is a guy you, that's played. A lot well, of you wouldn't typically have any preseason games in college, so it's not like LSU would have had film, right? But they would have had non-conference games to look at them. So that's I do think the roster is right? good. Mississippi State, yeah. Um, it it is kind of a roster proof offense sometimes. It's right. That's true. That's true. When he got to Washington State, though, they were not very good that first year. Now they were way less talented, wouldn't you imagine, than Mississippi State? I don't think he's arrived. had. Now again, Gardner Minshew's playing that like he's had good quarterbacks clearly, but KJ Costello, he's not had a, a quarterback of this guy's skill level before. You don't Minshew, you wouldn't say? No, again, Minshew's become a really good pro, but I just mean like in terms of arm strength and athleticism and what he would have been coming out of high school, he's not had a guy like Costello in terms of just that level of prospect. Now, 
you know, like I think KJ probably with a nice year gets drafted ahead of Gar- where Gardner was. Well, Gardner six rounder, yeah, the fifth or sixth, All right? So, yeah, um, you think he could be like third, fourth with a big year? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so because I think he's just going to yeah, test really well. And it can't hurt that all these spread quarterbacks are having a ton of success totally. in the NFL, right? And he's going to be, it's going to be like, you're going to have seen him a lot, a lot of, because of his time at Stanford, he was a starter. Everyone will just be aware of him. And, and, and think about what he else he's going to have. Well, you know, he didn't play, he just played Oregon State's and the, you know, an, a, a, an average sure. uh, Cal team. He'll be like, oh, who'd you play? I don't know. LSU, Bama, Auburn, and Texas A&M. Who'd you play? <laughs> right? Georgia. LSU week one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Throw some touchdowns against them, guy. You'll find yourself drafted for sure. Every week, we've been picking one game, making it our lock of the week. We've won the first two weeks at mybookie.ag ham one, and we've said we're just going to keep rolling it over until we run out of money, 250 a week uh, per game. So that's what this week. There was some debate on the last podcast whether we would parlay Lions over the Cardinals' money line with the Niners minus four, now four and a half, and the Jets. Here's the first headline. We're, we're, I mean, Giants, excuse me. We're going with the Niners again this week. You have since watched the Lions. You understood why I hesitated a little. We're out on that bet. Our lock of the week, Niners over the Giants, four and a half. So this is two weeks in a row we're going with them, and we're going with the same philosophy we went with last week, right? We're just taking a team that we think is really well coached, even though they got a bunch of problems against a team that we don't think is good, even though the Giants are nobody's as bad as the Jets, John. No, we we got him at four. We got him at we four. Got the, we got the, we got him at four. Uh, I took an edible Wednesday night. I dove into the Lions. Also, text my uh, the people I know in that division. I, I just I came around. Their their offense, excuse me, their defense is too slow going up against Kyler. I'm I'm pro doing an aggressive bet coming up. That's probably not the one. I, I think I'm glad that I watched it because I know you did. Red flagged it. You were right. Good, good talk. Okay. Then we we dove around like my pushback on, I almost said the Patriots playing the Broncos. Tom Brady playing the Broncos this week is just that I do think the Broncos are good enough to just maybe get a defensive score. They have offensive skill guys. It's in Denver. Denver, even my, even though they might start like two and five, I think we all acknowledge they are. You just watch them. They're well coached. They play hard. They just have a lot more talent than the Jets and the Giants. So our philosophy of just picking really shitty teams, and it just so happens that the Niners have played back-to-back weeks. I think it's fair to say, as as of recording this on Thursday night, the two shittiest teams in the league, Jets and the Giants, I think the Jets are the worst Yeah, I mean, I league, think the Jags right? are better. Yeah, I think, uh, well, what, what, what do we think about the Panthers? Well, the Dolphins, think, we're recording this before a Thursday night game. It's still, I think the Giants could be better the than the Panthers. I think the Giants could be better than the Panthers. Yeah, both of them now missing star running backs. Though McCaffrey will come back. I I think Teddy Two Gloves is better than Daniel Jones. I think you're right. If you had to pick a coach, I mean, I I'd probably take Rule over Judge. Though I mean, it's who I mean they're both two games into their NFL career. Yeah, that's probably an unknown. Uh, I, I just think right now Saquon out, Sterling Shepard out, right. The Niners. I, I, I'm betting because I the one pushback that I had for this game is like, well, at the end of the day, Nick Mullins is their starting quarterback. And I think you convinced me, and I think this is the right mindset to have. You're betting on Kyle Shanahan. Like, my money's on Kyle Shanahan, not as much Nick Mullins. Though I've seen Nick... The, the other thing is Nick Mullins is not this big unknown. No, right? he's not. I've seen him play. I think he can do... Did you see the... And I some people put... Well, let's Since we're going to pick the other games, let's just focus on why we like the Niners this week. 
did you see some people react because Trent Williams was like, I walked by Nick and he didn't even see me. I could tell he was going over plays in his mind. It reminded me of Kirk Cousins. And everyone's like, oh, no. I, that's that's just a phenomenal. That's a pause. That's a pause. That's a pause. It's such Fuck a positive. Yeah. And and I if think, Nick Mullins goes on to have the career Kirk Cousins has, Kyle Shanahan deserves a medal, right? Yeah, I think he might deserve a medal even if he doesn't. I, I, I like Nick Mullins. I think as much as we can like Nick Mullins, right? We don't like him like you should build your franchise around him, but we like him like he should definitely be your backup quarterback. And you, your backup quarterback has to be a guy that you feel like you can win a couple games with if you have to. I think if we talk about when he's played, he's been really efficient. Now, part of that, you go back and look at some of his big games. He's had some big games with Kittle. Now, these are two, this is, you know, two years ago now, so I don't know how much of it holds up. But I think he's confident in who he is. I think he knows who he is. I think he does the things Kyle wants him to do. I mean, I, he has same, same draft class guy. They've been around each other the whole time, him and Kittle, right? Same age. Yeah. Came yeah, in the league I, at the same time. I do think the the Kirk and the even the Jimmy, like I think he just does the things Kyle wants. I think he's pretty fearless. Um, and again, every time I watch him talk, I think this guy knows what he is, and he competes. And I just, I think he's got enough to beat the Giants and to cover four points, especially. I just think he's got enough. Now we got multiple running backs out, right, for the Niners. <laughs> yeah, multiple. We got we're, we'll probably get our first look at. Uh, I want to call him Kerry Hyder, Jamichael Hasty. Out yeah. of Baylor. Who had a good uh, reports. He had a good camp. Had a good camp. Fi- I did see a Roto World headline. Could could Jeff Wilson Jr. be the like fantasy steal this week? Well, maybe. Because we talked about he vultured some touchdowns last year. Hasty was six yards of carry, seven touchdowns, had 25 catches last year at Baylor. Um, I told you this stat. I saw next-gen stats. Nick Bosa, the Niners, pressure percentage goes down 9% when he comes off the field. Problematic. But... Again, part of this is this is the Giants. Now, here's the other thing. I do – part of me is a little concerned about them being on this field again, but I, they're going to get on the field. They're going to have to play, so whatever. But I do think just from a big-picture standpoint, I, I hope it's over. I hope they get through this game and no one's hurt. I'm holding. I'm going to be holding my breath for four quarters that that happens, but I feel good enough about them as a team. To me, there is a level of this field, like the apprehension going into this field, a little bit like a golf tournament. Like, you know that the win, well, everyone's playing in the wind, right? The other team, you're not, you're not doing a scrimmage against yourself here, right? There is another NFL team. Now, it is arguably one of the worst NFL teams, so if they get guys going down, I don't think people are really paying attention. I know that sounds awful, but it's just a fact. Like, if Trent Williams goes down, it's a ma- major national story because of the team he's on. If the, some random guy goes down on the Giants, well, no one the Giants really cares. even have that would get anybody. Yeah, they, they lost. They lost that guy. Blake I, back to the 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 Mullins thing. I, I I can't get over what a compliment that is to call Nick Mullins Kirk Cousins. Like that is to me a huge. It, now, if he had said that, I do think most Niner fans just look negatively at Kirk Cousins. If he had said that about Jimmy Garoppolo, I would agree that's not an ideal comment. Yeah. But when he says that about your backup quarterback. A guy that's proven just in a short time here to like Trent Williams, is a pretty high level guy. Like that's pretty clear. Like they're gonna actively try to keep this guy around, right? Yeah. And obviously he's a dominant player. Uh, I, I just I believe like last week, it's gonna be a little more difficult because the Giants just have a little more talent. But I will be stunned, guy, if the Niners aren't in complete control by the second half of this football game. That's why I feel confident confident putting. Uh, our money, I might have put a little bit of my own money. Like I just think this is of all the games this week, this is the one going into it. I think anytime you get the Jets and the Giants, where the number is low, like we talk about, like who are the Jets playing, and we see the Colts. 
number opens up at like eight and a half by the end, it's like, I bet it's like 12 and a half by kickoff just because it's just going to be their numbers. We're, we're a week or two away, I think, guy, from most Giants lines just starting at like seven, eight. And that's where I think we're getting a little value here. Because I even with Mullins, I, I I think this number should be more like six and a half. I agree. And, and then that, I think we'd have to start talking it out. But at four, I mean, this is incredible yeah, value. I yeah. see value here, guy. At seven, we'd be going, are the Niners getting overvalued? Don't, don't they have all these injuries? But at four... Uh, or at four and a half. That's just that's just not the case. Um, so yeah, it's a bet. On I would coach. only red flag at six and a half and up. I would feel a little uncomfortable, but at four, I feel pretty good. I still think they'll be able to run the ball. Obviously, it won't be Mostert level. And I do wonder, you know, is Ayuk a little better today or this week? He had he's got yeah. now, now a game under his belt in the NFL. So I mean, we I think the Jordan Reed thing is only helped. He's only better. I don't. I still don't. I wouldn't feel great about playing Kittle in this game, although I did see a video of him at the Greenbrier running straight line, looked pretty good. Um, but if he does play, if it you, only if you told me they withheld Kittle, I'd have no issue with that. I'd be like, I if they it. said, "Guy, right. what should we do?" It's up to you. I would say, do not play George Kittle in this game. Now, can you? I would. You've agree. been on NFL sidelines, John. Can you do the thing where you're like, "Well, let's see if we need him in the second half." I don't know if you can do that to him. Where you dress him and you tell him we'll only play if the game's close late. I, I wouldn't do that. I don't think you can do that to a player. Yeah. I think it's also hard to convince a player like him that goes, I'm the best player on this team. We're missing all this guy. They need me. Yeah. Like George just he's like, I'm I'm ninety five percent. Let me fucking play. Mm-hmm. Like you're paying me all this money. I wanna play. I yep. the, the NFL, this is not basketball or baseball where we got we got eighty more games. That's it's hard to tell George, well, you already missed one, you're gonna miss another one. He's like, Fuck you. Yeah. Right? Yep. I wanna go out there and kick the shit out of and these his- guys because I know I can't. They can't cover me. Yeah, you're right. That and it's like, well, you're playing Nick, so you need me more. And then the other thing would be, I know we you're think like playing they Fred suck. Warner, you're playing Trent Williams. Like, what? Why wouldn't you play me? He'd have an argument. Here's his other argument: It's like, guys, this is a must-win game. Now I know you think we're going to win it, but this is a must-win game for us. Yeah, we both agree there. Like this, they're going to go to the playoffs or whatever. This is whether we cover the spread or not, and we better. They they lose this game, like we'd have major issues. Yeah. <laughs> Time to pick every NFL game on the slate. We begin with the Raiders plus five at the Patriots. This is one of my favorite games of the week just to watch. What's your first uh, reaction here if you're picking it? Uh, Well, I think a lot of people are going to be riding the Raiders right now, given just how good they looked. And I would push back a little bit. The, The Patriots look fucking awesome on the road against Russell Wilson. He had to pull some Houdini plays out of his ass. And Cam Newton is just going to be the best player. Like You got two quarterbacks on this field. Derek was better than Drew Brees. Because Drew Brees just might not be that good anymore. Cam Newton's better than Derek Carr. So it's like they have the quarterback advantage and they have the coach advantage. I'm going Patriots minus five. And and, and listen, I'm someone to think the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. I think they're good. Like I think they're a wild card 9-7 and team. I think the Patriots, as you saw Belichick earlier this week... I think the Patriots get right. And that's the Raiders can play well and lose this game. Yeah. Like I, this is Patriots are good. I, I like the Patriots minus five here as well. One thing with Cam was that uh he had a lot of time to throw. Maybe the Raiders can pressure him a little better than than Seattle did. And when he had time to throw, he made some incredible throws. The reason they ran him at the end of the game to win the game is because they ran him the whole game and he got everything. He he scored multiple touchdowns because one of them got called back and he just scored on the next play run in the ball. Um, so they were really effective that way. I do think Ruggs will have a big game. Uh, Abram's going to have to make some plays on him, kind of the way that 
uh, Jamal Adams did, chasing him down in the backfield, that sort of thing. But like you said, to beat the Patriots, Russell Wilson had to make multiple humongous throws. And that's more – Derek was really good. Derek plays the way he played against the Saints on Monday Night Football. They are going to the playoffs, and they could win a playoff game. But there's another level that Russ took it to to beat New England, and I think that's a lot to ask. So uh, I think the Raiders are averaging almost seven yards a carry or something crazy like that. Uh, they're averaging yeah. a lot on the ground. All right. Next up, John, we've got the Rams game. Couldn't see it. Rams-Bills. Rams are plus two and a half. I'll start on this one. I think the Bills are really good, but they've played the Jets and the Dolphins. The Rams have played the Cowboys and the Eagles. Um, I like Buffalo as a team, but I'm just uh, my early season philosophy, and it started week one, was if you're going to give me the Rams and points, I'm probably going to take it. And so that's what I'm going to do here. Yeah, to me, guy, the only reason this just game like starts at three is because it's at Buffalo. Well, who gives a shit? There are no fans. This game should be a pick 'em. And right now, the Rams through two games are probably a team that's still somehow flying under the radar. They've been fucking awesome. Bills have some injuries on defense. I'm with you. I I still like the Bills overall. I think they got a coach. Their quarterback's clearly better. But to me, from a gambling perspective, you got to take the Rams plus two and a half. I just think I, I watched some of their game versus the Eagles. They they just look fantastic, they guy. If they can run the ball, Jared Goff can dominate. All right, next up, uh, Houston and Pittsburgh. Houston in a must-win situation at 0-2, getting four points. They've played the toughest schedule. They play the Chiefs and the Ravens. That said, the Steelers are it's a continuation of that. The Steelers are really good, fantastic on defense. We were on a sales call the other day. The guy thinks we were talking to might be the best defense in the league, and uh, you agree. Uh, so what do you like here? Yeah, to me, I just think this is a year where you get a team that I thought was just in the playoffs because they always are the Houston Texans, and they just have one of those four or five win teams. Their defense is atrocious. J.J. Watt is old. Uh, Hopkins can't save them. They have a bunch of wide receivers who are always hurt. Like Will Fuller. And Hopkins just, I mean, Hopkins is gone, obviously, but Deshaun Watson... Maybe he got a little overhyped, and I like Deshaun Watson, but you can't make plays when your two best wide receivers are always injured. You have an overpaid running back. I like the Steelers minus four. I'm going to take the Texans plus four only because of who who they've played. They've played a really difficult schedule, and I'm hoping just with that pick that they can uh, bounce back a little bit. Niners minus four and a half. We got them at minus four. We both took the Niners, talked a lot about that, and uh, so we'll move on from there. Tennessee minus three. Uh, at Minnesota, remember Minnesota was plus three last week, and Indy was the pick, and got their ass kicked. Uh, is it possible that Kevin Stefanski is a good offensive coordinator? Like we've been talking so much about Minnesota's defense, which is a factor here, but maybe their offense isn't as good either without Stefanski calling plays. It's Kubiak. I don't love this game either way. I kind of feel like can the Vikings really just be this shitty all the time? But I'll I'll have to take the Titans here. You. I, I got a text from a buddy in the NFL that simply said, the Vikings can't cover a soul. And that was something we talked about week one, right? They have all these new defensive backs. They can't cover anybody, guy. Now, the Titans aren't exactly, you know, the 07 pass, but A.J. Brown's a good player. Tannehill's solid. Uh, I, Corey Davis has kind of emerged after years of just being a random guy. I would lean the Titans minus three, but the Vikings have a bunch of injuries. The Cousins mojo. Here, one thing I got Cousins red flagged on. He benefit when his team's really good and his defense really good. They had swag, right? And Cousins just could got to make some plays. 
Well, now Cousins like, hey, man, can you be a $30 million quarterback? I want no part of Kirk Cousins playing Hero Bowl. Is it out of realm possibility we look up at the end of the season, Cousins throws like 25 picks just because he's trying to carry the team. They're yeah. down in games. He has one of those like down Phillip Rivers year where you're like, holy shit, that was ugly. Now That's they, what I think they have, might be coming for the It Vikings. might be. You're right. Now, they have played two offenses that can score, though, the first two weeks of the season. But Tennessee, we agree. Titans just had 33 points against the Jags. Like, they're not, they can score a little too. Washington and Cleveland. I like Cleveland here. Um, Joe Burrow was the big story coming out of Thursday Night Football, but Baker played really well. Chase Young, the whole deal. But, you know, Cleveland's defense a little better. We know they love to run the ball. Washington's not terrible against the run. I, you know, I, I don't love taking Cleveland to cover seven points, John, but I'll take him in this game. Yeah, I think Washington got a little overvalued at that devastating loss by the Eagles. You know, when Carson Wentz basically just handed him the game, right? I, I think we started acting like Dwayne Haskins was some star, and uh, I, I'm just not ready to go there. I, I'm with you. I like the Browns. I would just hand the ball to Kareem Hunt. I'd hand the ball to Nick Chubb. And I would just shove it down their throat. And at the end of the day, guy, one thing I think we're going to continue to learn, Dwayne Haskins through two games, 56%, guy, mm. 56%. Mm. So I just, I think we hyped, everyone's like, oh, Dwayne Haskins! It's like, yeah, the reason the Eagles lost because Carson Wentz was handing the ball to the other team. I just, I just don't think Dwayne Haskins is any good. Big picture, don't even think he'll be the Washington quarterback in a year. Cincinnati and Philly, who you like? A uh, guy, I, I think that half, the Philly. Eagles, I think everyone is just shitting on Carson Wentz. And a lot of it's justified, right? He's throwing interception after interception, hitting guys in stride that are running the other way in the wrong color jersey. If you ever needed just a get-right game, you got Cincinnati's defense. We just saw Baker Mayfield and that Cleveland Brown offense looked awesome, right? Running the ball right down their throat, throwing it on them with ease. I think this is just a get-right game. For Carson Wentz, and you saw Doug's like taking bullets for him this week, getting into it with reporters. I expect the Eagles to win pretty comfortably, and I'm not even saying the Eagles are that good. I just think this is a get-right game for Wentz. I like the Eagles minus four and a half. Two guys here who love Burrow, but we agree on this game. Eagles minus four. Their and defense half. stinks, guy. Had a huge lead on Washington. You know, I mean, it, they had they had a shot last week too, and Carson screwed it. But I don't. Maybe the Bengals aren't good enough to take advantage of it. So. Uh, I'm with you here. Philly minus four and a half. Next up, the Falcons and the Bears. Falcons are getting three and a half. Uh, pardon me. The Falcons are giving three and a half points. I like Atlanta minus three and a half. You mentioned Dwayne Haskins completion percentage. What'd you say it was? 56. Okay. That's, that's true. Bisky esque right now. Uh, I, they need Nick Foles, John. Don't let the two and zero record fool you. They need Nick Foles in Chicago. I think this week will uh, be a step towards proving it. Atlanta is just uh, – I'll say this for Atlanta. As bad as their two losses have been, especially last week to Dallas, think about them last year. Things were really bad. They didn't quit. They kept competing. I, I think they're going to – this is a must-win game for them because they're 0-2. Uh, their offense, Matt Ryan is second in the league in yards right now. Julio last week only had two catches because it turned out he was hurt. Uh, he was on my DraftKings. I was searching for him on every play. But they can score without him, so – Give me the Falcons minus three and a half. Put a little respect. Trubisky's at 59%. Okay. Uh, two things. I, I don't think you just, if you, if that loss had happened week one, you'd be like, listen, that loss sucked, but it's only week one. We're pretty good. That that happened in week two after they had just got the shit kicked out of them. They've been doing it their, their whole lives. Guy, 
they, their coach might be coaching for his job. Like I think if they lose this game, he might get fired after week three. Uh, are, are we sure the Bears aren't just solid? Their defense is really good. They still have a great pass. They rush. are they solid. Got DBs they can cover. This is not the, the Cowboys and Seattle have terrible defensive backs. That ain't the case with the Bears. I'm biased on this one. I'll be the first to admit. I'm, I'm a Bears stand. I like the Bears plus three and a half. I've been betting them all year. They did just screw me last week. They're, here's what they're not good at. When they get like a 10-point lead, Trubisky's not like king of extending that to like 25-point lead. He's king of keeping you in the game, and all of a sudden, the game comes down to the last play. So it's going to be tight, but I'm going to plus three and a half. Guy, they're 2-0. and They will be 3-0. and All right. Uh, Jets, Colts. The Jets wow, are horrid. <laughs> horrid. And they're getting worse by the day. Uh, minus 11 and a half. You know, we thought about taking this game as our lock last week before week two games got played, and this line was at eight and a half. It might be. I mean, it's, it's 11 and a half now. Maybe You said 12. Maybe it's 12 and a half or 13 by the time Sunday rolls around. I still don't even hate it at 11 uh, and a half. I would take the Colts, but uh, yeah, this is hideous. To me, the game is summed up by a quote of Adam Gase, and he said, what, a, what type players are you going to use to replace your injured players? He said anyone with a pulse. I have no take on this game because I don't think we'll learn anything. Like, Are the Colts good or bad? I really don't know. Nothing will change. If they win this game by 30, I won't think any differently of them. Like, this is just, this game means nothing in my perception of them. My perception of the Jets is just they couldn't be any shittier. How about that minus 630 money line on the Colts? <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. I just, do you see any possible way the Jets win a game? Win this game? Uh,. Rivers throw yeah. the ball well. The Colts could score. I, I no, just I, I, I guess I was going to say if Rivers throws four picks, but uh, Herbert Chargers <laughs> minus six and a half against the Panthers. You could look at this one of two ways. I think Justin is spending a week as the starter. That's going to help him. Or last week he did not play an opponent that was ready for him. This week maybe the Panthers can get prepared for him. Twice I thought the Panthers would look like trash, and they kind of hung around. They hung around. Now Tampa dropped like two touchdowns. Scotty Miller killed me. Um, but minus six and a half, Herbert with a week. I'll take the Chargers here. Don't I don't love just, that pick, honestly. Yes, yeah, see, I, I I do, guy. They just the talent disparity in this game. McCaffrey, I think a true high ankle sprain, right? He's out four to six mm-hmm. weeks. He's gone for a while. Worse than Garoppolo. Their defense is not good. Uh the Chargers, one thing you'd say about them, right, is they do have a lot of firepower. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Animals, Hunter Henry, good player. Eckler. Austin Eckler, good player. Well, they, they ran the is ball jo- against Kansas City. They controlled the game. Jo- jo- is Josh Kelly on the Chargers? Yeah, he had, a, he had like 20, yeah, I, I, 23 rush. He ran the ball 23 times, had a couple catches. Kind of like kind of like Josh Kelly. Yeah. I, J- Nick Bosa, or excuse me, Joe, Joey Bosa looks like he's pissed off that Nick Bosa became a good player. Now he might be extra pissed off because his brother also tore his ACL, so he's just out to represent for the Bosas. I think they go nuts in this game. All right. I like the Chargers minus six and a half. Uh, who we got next here? Lions, Cardinals. Lions oh. plus six. This was almost part of a parlay. Um, I, you mentioned to me earlier, Kenny Galladay is back, so maybe Stafford will hit some more big plays. This team knows how to get a lead. They just don't know how to hold on to a lead. They've blown two double-digit leads in the first two weeks of the season. You know, I'm going to go – I'm going to make a complete flip here from almost – Agree from from actually agreeing with your now to your to your credit it was not that you really think Detroit was going to win you just thought it was value 
uh, and maybe it is, but I think Arizona is solid. I, Kyler is a nightmare, so I'm going to take the Cardinals minus six here, even though it feels like maybe that's not great value. Yeah, I think the the Lions' defense is just too slow. You watch them, the Bears came storming back, the Packers destroyed them. You just couldn't – slow defense versus Kyler Murray, hate that. One thing for Detroit, though, Kyler's thrown a pick in each game. You know, he has only thrown two touchdowns, right? He's done a lot of his – he's averaging over seven and a half yards of carry, three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Detroit, one thing they can do is pass the ball. I One thing I noticed in that game was like, oh, is that Adrian Peterson? I was like, he's on the Lions, he carries the ball. So that, that's just a the the, the uh, I'm gonna go with the Lions plus six. Okay. Don't feel great about it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Uh, speeding along here, Bucks minus six at the Broncos. Uh, uh, the Broncos have talent around their quarterback, but their quarterback is their quarterback. I'm taking the Bucks minus six. Yeah, I'll go Bucks minus six too. I think the Bucks just start getting their little mojo. You see, Bruce Arians took a shot at Gronk. Told said he can't run anymore. He's just a blocking well, tight end. You should throw him the ball because I think they've only thrown the ball like three times that I've seen. Well, I think Arians is saying he ain't getting open. Well, there's a blocking tight end then. Dallas plus five and a half. Seattle, I would think Seattle is a pretty popular pick here, but what the hell? I think they can win the Super Bowl, so I'm taking a minus five and a half. Yeah, just to me, this game's a little weird. Seattle's now 2-0, and feeling really good about themselves. The Cowboys are in one of those positions where they're feeling good about themselves because they won, but I would imagine they're getting their ass ripped all week, right? I mean, they were down huge for a reason. Their defense stunk. The Cowboys can throw the ball. Seattle can't cover. I would go Cowboys plus five and a half. I actually might put a little cash on this game. Cowboys plus five and a half. Okay. Green Bay plus three at New Orleans. This one, again, feels too easy. I'll, I'll go with it, though. Uh, Aaron is significantly better than Drew Brees, so I'll take the Packers plus three. I just watched the Raiders th- slice and dice this defense, too. I'm with you. I would go Packers plus three. I probably wouldn't bet it because it feels like, am I getting fooled here? Yeah. Am I going to look up and all of a sudden the Saints are up like 20 to seven? Something just feels weird about that game because to me you. it feels like a no, no-brainer. no How are the Packers not minus four, right? It's very weird. It's not weird. like the Saints have fans. Maybe, the, you know, the Packers have been down in both of their first two games. Yeah, and then they come storming back and beat the shit out of they, they play three quarters of football. It's just unstoppable. I, I To me, at I think this line's just off. Should be like a pick 'em, right? I'm with you. It's not like there's fans. No. So, John, let's tell the people about Sleep Number. Right now, go to sleepnumber.com slash ham to see how you can save up to $1,000 on the new 360 smart bed. Yep, guy. Do you know that 83% of couples sleep too hot or too cold? I do. I'm the too new hot. Sleep Number 360 smart bed creates your own personal microclimate oh shit microclimate guy in your bed how do you beat that compared to average sleepers do you know that sleep number bed owners enjoy almost an hour more of sleep no wonder sleep number sleepers are probably kicking ass in this world's economy because they're just more well rested guy they have an advantage the new smart 3d fabric is up to 50 percent more breathable than other mattresses for a cooler sleep surface you are preaching to the choir 75% 75% of couples can't agree on their bedroom temperature. I got neighbors. Someone wants a fan. Someone wants a sound machine. Someone wants a quilt. Someone wants a sheet. We have the conversation with them every time. How you sleep? And they say terrible. I say go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepnumber.com slash ham, where they're introducing the new temperature balancing Sleep Number 360 smart bed. You can save up to $1,000 on the new 360 smart bed plus smart adjustable base. Proven quality sleep is a game-changing for sleep. 
Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Shop your way at a Sleep Number store or online. That's what we preferably want you to do at sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. (laughs) Nice. All right, one big NFL story, John, that has popped up is that Russell Wilson, I already said it this week, is on his way to winning the MVP award. Are you ready to hand it to the guy that's leading the league with nine touchdowns and completing almost 83% of his passes? I did my quarterback hierarchy on Twitter on a Thursday, on a Wednesday night. What? Just threw it out there, top that. five. I had Rodgers number one. and Now, granted, it was just I watched the Rodgers game uh, against who they just play, the Lions. I just think his level of quarterback play looked exactly like 2014 when he legitimately was the MVP. Now, Russ has never even received a vote, but we've gotten into that before. It's more the voting process, not because the last couple of years he's been an MVP candidate. His numbers right now, like it's they're not really arguable. It's incredible, right? He's on pace for what's nine times eight. Is that 72? Like he's on pace for 72 touchdowns. Like that's that would be an NFL record last time I checked. And even in a day and age where it's easier to complete balls, if you're in the high 70s playing the way he's playing, right? It's not forever it was like, you know, Brady just loves throwing wheel routes to Deion Lewis and James White. Like that ain't fucking Russell West. Uh, I was calling Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson's throws the most beautiful deep ball we've ever seen, and he does it three or four times a game. To me, Rodgers is starting to do that again. Those just sling. His are less probably deep, deep bombs and more of those like 15 to 20-yard out routes, deep crossers in that offense where a lot of it's the play action. He looks very comfortable in this Shanahan LaFleur. They're running the ball down people's throats. Just because he's Aaron Rodgers, I think Russell could have a historic season. If If they just keep winning like Seattle, I do think it's going to be a conversation because he's Aaron Rodgers, right? He's a two-time MVP winner, and I think we all acknowledge he's like a top-five quarterback ever. He's the one guy, like to me, Lamar, is if Russell dominates, we'll be out of it just because I think people are going to vote for him twice. I do think Rodgers, though, the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers can just throw his hat in the ring. So I, I, I agree with you that he is playing the level of football that Russell is playing. I disagree that if they play the same level of football, that he'll get the MVP because I, I, I'm a big believer in just – and a lot of times the word narrative is a is a negative, but I do think in this case we're starting really early, putting in everybody's mind. Russell hasn't won an MVP. Russell hasn't gotten an MVP vote, and that's crazy. So I think any tie is going to go to Russell Wilson this year. I just I, I have I, I'm I've seen this a million times. I, that, that's what's going to happen. Now that doesn't mean he's playing significantly better than Aaron, but I just I think he's. I think you have to be better than Russell to beat him for the MVP this year. If they, Whatever the argument is going to be, he's going to get the tie breaks. You and I have talked for a long time, the Seattle-Niner rivalry, and it, it the Seattle's always stayed good. Niners went away, then they come back, and the rivalry just gets goes back up. This is one rivalry. This te- These teams have played several times in the playoffs. They played an NFC Championship game once upon a time. They played last year in the playoffs. Aaron got them. Was I mean, Russell, his team was injured. But there is some built-in, just these two teams, those two quarterbacks. While Rodgers is a little older than him, it does feel like they've kind of been, had their little, it, it's not quite the same, Brady Manning, but it is their own little thing. Yeah, I would definitely say that it feels like Russell the last few years, right, put himself on the same, it was always kind of Rodgers, Rodgers, Rodgers. Then yeah. Russ put himself on that same plane. 
I think the thing that will work in Russell's favor is that at least at two weeks in, and I think this will hold true, the consensus is that the NFC West is the toughest division in football. Like, by yeah. far. So he beats the Rams and the Niners and the Cardinals. He'll be in good shape. Yeah, whereas... And again, like, the Bears are 2-0, and and, you know, Minnesota... But they've already awful. beat two divisional opponents, and no one gives them that much credit. That's true. That's true. But they had to come from behind to beat Detroit. They had to... Uh, uh, they had to come from behind to beat Minnesota. But Minnesota might be terrible. Detroit, they might be the two worst teams. I saw NFL.com projected the chances of the NFC West having all four teams make the playoffs is like 3.1 or 3.7%, which no other league is over like 0.2%. I think any division is over. So so they'd have all three wild cards, seven, yeah. six, and five. Yeah. That'd be nuts. Like everyone is projected to be at least nine and seven. Now there's a long way to go to get there. But the point is, I do think Russell gets some extra credit for that too. So I, I am with you though. I think Aaron is playing Russell Wilson level football. Russell are, Russell's in the lead, though, because he's got the numbers right now, so it's in everybody's head. Sunday Night Football talked about it. He's never gotten a vote, and then he made two of the greatest. He made one of the greatest throws you'll see all year. Overshadow the fact that Cam made one of the greatest throws you'll see all year down the middle on a diving ball to Edelman. But I wouldn't just throw Cam out either. Like he'll he'll linger, right? Yeah, I just don't. I I think there's so, his stat. Yeah, his stats won't be good. I, his and his you know he doesn't have D, DK and but anyway. All right, a guy that we thought was on his way to an MVP not too long ago, Carson Wentz, uh, does not look to be on his way to an MVP. In fact, the big R word, John's get thrown around a lot. Regression. Retired? <laughs> oh, regression. It could be retired. I, I do think sometimes we forgot about Andrew Luck too quickly. Like, he was not he was in the league not that long ago. Retired, disappeared. I think people have forgotten about Andrew. Um, What do you think? Do you buy Wentz regression? Is he just trying to do too much? Can he be an MVP candidate again? I told you, you asked me at the beginning of the week, like, have I sold some of Wentz? And I, I have. Um, but what do you think? Well, to me, he's got two numbers that just jump off the page. The first and, I mean, first and foremost, the four picks. Two in both games. And two devastating picks, right? To me, the one, the second one in the Redskins game where they were still up by double-digit points, coming out of the half, it just fucking killed their momentum. They ended up losing by 10 points. Then the one in the, in the baby zone, as we call it, or as Rich Gannon patented it, and we stole it. Yeah, all our listeners really, and viewers know. Was really, really turnovers, bad. Guy. He's got turnovers four, in the red zone, for those that are new. It's a baby killer. Yeah, four interceptions through two games, guy, and he's le- way less. I mean, he's 58% And they're, du- they're not tip percentage. ball. They're dumb interceptions. Did you see the Doug Peterson interaction about layup throws? I like Doug. I, I, I'm a big fan of Doug. He's nice to me. I've known him for a long time. I disagree a little bit. Like, they're, on the NFL level, a wheel route with a guy wide open is a layup throw. Where I do think he is somewhat correct. Their offensive line's beat up. Carson is not fucking up wheel route throws. He's messing up, like, out routes and slants and just kind of basic throws. But... He's had guys in his face. I think Doug was trying to defend his guy a little bit. Like, it's not like he's sitting in a clean pocket the entire time, just guys wide open. He's just not making plays that I think when you're a max quarterback of super talented, like what is going, balls are flying over guys' heads. It just looks off. Like there is no disputing it. I think Doug's pushback. It's not like I we've just schemed everything up, guys wide open, and he's just air mailing throws. It, it, it's there, There's some middle ground with this stuff, though he has been really bad. You, four picks, two games. Like that's that. That's a bad stretch for any 
thirty plus million dollar quarterback, right? And, no matter yes, who you're playing. And, and as since we've seen them, it's it's not just the number, right? It is like you said, you're up, you're up twenty. Was it twenty one nothing? I think twenty one nothing on Washington. Pick leads seventeen nothing. Seventeen nothing. Pick leads to seventeen seven. Mm. Boom. Pick leads to seventeen fourteen. Then you lose the game. And again, red zone down by five. First was down. It, was it twenty six nineteen or something? Yeah, twenty four nineteen something like. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, I thought it was a five. But well, yeah, whatever it was, twenty four nineteen. Tries to fit the ball into JJ Ortega Whiteside in the goal line on first down. So they've been awful decisions. Now, to your point, I do think, you know, part of what made him an MVP candidate wasn't just that he was putting up big numbers, but he was doing it with less than stellar supporting staff, right? Would you agree with that? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think his team, having picked Deshaun Jackson early week one in my draft Kings, I've just watched them. I think you're right about protection. I do think his team lacks, like, elite playmakers. So... I do get him a little bit of slack there, but yeah, he's making awful decisions. He's he was, you know, he, John. He he was a sixty percent passer. He was a sixty nine percent passer. He was a sixty four percent passer. He's fifty nine right now. Two t- and to me, to thing. me, he You're still has getting- two. He, he he still has two tight ends though. Ertz and Goddard are viewed as like high level players. He's not. So you got it. Like, it's you one thing you throw happen. four picks if you got eight touchdowns. He's got four picks. He got two touchdowns. Yeah, he's got to play better. Are, but but again, part of the question here is: Are is there part of you that wonders, will he ever kind of reach the potential that we thought he was going to get to? I think I would need a full season of this to have like that, that come to that conclusion. I, I'm not going to overreact the two games, regardless of how ugly the two games are, and they've been ugly. <laughs> All right, that's fair. I mean, it's fair. I but part of that is you believe in his coach, right? DraftKings game is full. You had a good idea. You said, let's go to 150 people this week. No problem filling that game. I'm sure there will be people DMing us on Saturday going, is there a spot in the game? And the answer is going to be no. Uh, This will be a fun one. Sign up now so you can make sure you're in next week. Promo code HAM when you sign up. Promo code HAM when you sign up. Get in the Haber Middlecoff DraftKings League. We're having a lot of fun there. Yep. Download the app. Promo code HAM when you download the app. A lot of people have been DMing me and doing it. It's really easy to do. You can get in our game. You get you just go play in any game you want. You just hit NFL open games, some as cheap as a dollar. You get ones that are hundred fifty dollars. You can pick and choose one twenty dollars, ten dollars, something for everyone. You can play in year long leagues. You can do anything you want. The, the DraftKings app, guy, I I don't throw this around too liberally, but it's elite. If you like fantasy and you like gambling, it combines them both. It's awesome. I can't recommend it enough. Download the DraftKings app. Promo code Ham. Easy to do. When you use the promo code HAM to sign up, you get your free shot at a million bucks, as we've both done. Everyone that uses the promo code HAM has done it. Go do it. DraftKings promo code HAM in the app or DraftKings.com. I I like the desktop app, John. I'm old school. Let's revisit another game that we picked. The Rams playing the Bills. Rams are 2-0. Bills have had a soft schedule, although some people are talking about Josh Allen like he's a dark horse uh, MVP candidate to this point. But the Rams, they had that kind of gut punch back and forth game that they won with Dallas. Then they pulled away week two against Philly. I think they look pretty solid. Is this the uh, Sean McVay get your swag back campaign? I mean, if they beat Buffalo, definitely. Yeah, to me, their offense, just like the Niners, because they run the same offense, is very predicated on running the ball. 
And when you can run the ball down people's throats, you control them, right? Because their entire offense then runs off play actions, off boots. And when I watched, when I flipped on the Eagles game, I saw Jared Goff slicing and dicing the Eagles off what? Under center play action rollouts. He'll fucking destroy you on that. And the Niners made a living last year of destroying people on that. Throwbacks to the tight end. Higby had three touchdowns. I'm looking right now. They're averaging four and a half yards a carry. And they don't have they have a, a quarterback that's of all the young guys is by far the least athletic, right? They have a quarterback that's not a threat to run at all. So the run game comes from a guy being under center and just you think it's coming. And then once it does come and it works, it sucks you in. And the one thing we know they have, right, is Cooper Cup, stud, extended. Robert Woods, stud, extended. Van Jefferson, the rookie, if you watch Hard Knocks, they love him. He uh, he hasn't really got going yet, but he's got he's got five catches, but I think they're bullish on him. And then Higby, their tight end, is really good. So to me, if they can run the ball, their offense, like we're still, we don't know how good the Niners wide receivers are. Like is Brandon Ayuk going to be a guy? Like they have tangible guys like Seattle and like even Arizona that you just know are good and that you know both can, The one, they got two guys that should get you 90 catches, right? With Woods and Cup. And if they run the ball, I, I just think their offense is it an automatic top five or six offense in the league if they're running the ball. Yeah, but the problem is this week you're playing Buffalo, right? And uh, it's harder to run the ball against them. I and and Josh Allen, who never had 300 yard passing games in his career, is at back to back. He went for over 400. Again, I think the opponent's a factor here. Like I think there's a difference between taking the Rams and the points two and a half, and the Rams to win. Like I think that gets really difficult. Um, but yeah, I, I, to me, it's if you can find a way to win this game, I don't care what it looks like. It's just going to look really good. I just don't know if you can do it. I think you're going to have to throw the ball a little bit this week um, to beat this Buffalo team. Because I, I, even though I, I, we acknowledge the two teams they played the first two weeks aren't good, I do think they can score. The Diggs-John Brown combo is terrifying. So I do think there's going to be a little more on golf. And, and thus, I think McVay tends to – you're right about the run game and kind of Kyle and, and, and how it is a core of what you do. But McVay starts getting credit when golf looks sweet. And I think he's going to have to look good this week. Well, the one thing the, that screwed up the Eagles is like, it's like, who's their number one wide receiver? I saw Jalen Ramsey chasing Deshaun. I think just because they didn't want to get destroyed deep. Well, who do you think Jalen Ramsey is going to be on this week? Stephon right? Diggs. And it's, uh, to me, it was like, it's a no-brainer, Stephon Diggs. You could argue, like, should he be on Jalen Rager? Should you put him over, like, Ertz? Right? It wasn't for sure you go over to Deshaun Jackson in 2020. To me, when you play the Buffalo Bills, like Diggs ain't getting five catches on Ramsey. Now, it's it's a corner, right? Ramsey got beat in that Cowboy game where they ended up throwing the flag on offensive pass interference, which I thought was a little soft, though I had money on the Rams, so I was cool with it. <laughs> but I, I think it shows you, beside like Deion Sanders, which to my knowledge never gave up a touchdown, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what it feels like. Even the like Jalen Ramsey is by far the best corner in my opinion in the league. Uh, Stephon Gilmore's probably one A. He got beat last week by DK. Like you still get beat, right? Josh Allen and Diggs can still yeah. get him, but probably not going to get him like three or you know two times or three times. So the the game to me the lower scoring game does that play into Buffalo's hand? Like they want to keep it in the teens probably. If you start getting into a shootout, 
it favors the Rams. Yeah, I don't know if it does favor Buffalo either, just because... This game would have been nuts, guy, if the fans were allowed, right? Yeah. This would have been the biggest game in Buffalo in, what, three or four years? This is a... I guess last year they played some big games against the Patriots, but this would have felt huge. Well, I think one thing that takes it to another level is, again, with the opponents, it feels like Josh Allen's taking it to another level, right? Yeah. That's part of this. Um, I... I, they, just looking at it, the Rams have run the ball 20 or 21 more times than they've thrown the ball. But they've got a couple injuries that's this the, week. But that, that's, their, that's their formula. Yeah, yeah, though, yeah. Right? Exactly. I mean, that's, I mean, to me, that just supports the original point you made. I just think they're going to have to throw a little more this week. Now, big picture, this isn't just about the Buffalo game. This is also about when they went to the Super Bowl, everybody was on Sean McVay. They came back to earth. You and I stayed on Sean McVay. We are Sean McVay believers. I do think there's a chance that Goff ends up having a better career than Wentz in large part because of McVay. But we are all in on McVay. And I've said it a million times. You've said it. And I've said this a lot over the years as it relates to college football coaches, but it applies to NFL coaches. The highs are one thing. Like uh, there are plenty of coaches who are not all-time greats who have won championships, right? Whether at the NFL or the college level. What are your lows? What's your worst? What's your floor? What is it when you got a team and you get some – like, I think that's a big question with Kyle this year is they've got all these injuries. Does Kyle go in nine games with this team this year, make the playoffs, and win a game or two in the playoffs? We go, wow. You know what? The ceiling is higher. The expectations are higher. The standard is higher. I That's what McVeigh has done, right? So, yeah. uh, th- like, that's part of this. It's, can McVeigh go win 10 games this year and just – solidify this is one of the best coaches in the NFL because he's 2-0 and right now, so he's got a good shot at it in a really good division. I just threw up Josh Allen's stat line because I would have guessed, like, I- I've watched both the majority of his first two games. His stat line is better than I thought. Well, he's leading I mean, the league in touchdowns, no picks, 70%. He's leading the league. What, what, he's over 700 and he's got more passing yards than Matt Ryan. He's number one in the, in the league, I think. Yeah, 729 yards. But to me, some of that, unless you break it down, like you can have wide receiver screens that go for a while. Now, when you watch him, he pushes the ball downfield. But to me, the 70% shows like, this is what Sean McDermott told me at the Combine. Like, two years ago, everyone shit on him after his rookie year. What? What'd you say? Sean McDermott, the head coach? Yeah. What'd he do? I talked to him at the Combine. He told me. And uh, he didn't tell me that everyone shit on him. Yeah, he just, yeah. Sean McDermott, friend. He said that, Brotherhood. and I think it was justified, right? He can't throw short, intermediate, or deep. And he came back last year, and his numbers dramatically improved. And when I say short, I just, people were talking about like wheel routes. Like a guy, he was, couldn't throw a wheel route. And then you throw wheel routes and the outs. Once you can do that. The nakeds, the, the nudes. The thing is with a, well, the guy like him, you can do the nakeds and the nudes. He has an arm that they can throw. Like if he just, you could say like, if you just line him and Mahomes up at the goal line, he could beat Mahomes in a throw-off. Now, Mahomes could beat him, too, but if he beat Mahomes, no one would be shocked, right? right? It'd be like home run derby. Sometimes you hit one further than the other guy. Sometimes the other yeah, guy hits further than you. If he does become an accurate quarterback, and I get two games, shitty team, 70%, I, I, that's probably not realistic. But if he can become a consistent guy in, like, the 63 to 64 and a half range, they have themselves, I mean, a star quarterback yep. just with his physical yes, talent, star right? Qu- MVP candidate. Eventually in his career or this year? Well, eventually, I think it's going to be hard just because of Russ and Aaron, but I think he, yeah, people yeah, yeah. are going to talk. Like, if seven weeks in, he's leading the league in passing, we're going to talk about him like an MVP candidate. Yes. You know, one guy who got a lot of that, like, uh, kind of popular on the internet early season MVP dark horse was Kyler. That, that's going to be really hard to pull off. I don't think he's going to do it, but 
I do think he's converting people into maybe the Cardinals aren't going to be terrible. Hopkins is there. Uh, Kyler, I think what's impressive about him, they beat the Niners week one, is that the, he has not been, like, by the numbers, overly explosive, right? In terms of It's not like he has eight touchdowns, one pick, and four It's like Hopkins has, like, four, three touchdowns. He's like, oh, my God, he's changed everything. It's He's just... He, for me, I hate to be this general with it, but he just plays winning football when you watch him, right? Like, he's just a winner. Yeah. Well, and he's just a remarkable talent. To me, the thing I wondered a lot when he played in that playoff game against Alabama, because we didn't really get to see it that year. He's playing a bunch of random, like, Big 12 teams that just don't have NFL defenders. What's he going to look like with Bama's speed? And remember, they got down so fast. And as the game went on, he started running around and making some plays. But it was like, you know... Were they up by so much? Did it not matter? I I thought he was a big time talent, but I just like I had to see it. I, I just I understood why he went one, but I didn't think he was just some lock to translate. It took about half a year. Just you just watch him play some quarters, halves. You're like I, I don't know, guy. I've watched football for 25 plus years. This works, and he benefits a lot from the rules of the game. Right? You can't really hit the quarterback, but he's also really. We've talked about this a lot. It might just be his baseball background. I've never seen him not slide. And he does the great little whoop, whoop, where he's back up. Like, he's just a smooth slider. He's never doing, who was I watching last week try to do a slide, but he, did. He like, rolled forward. I'm like, what are you doing? Somebody with killed. a knee brace, probably. Yeah, it was like, uh, he thought he was going to slide. And then he did, like a, he did, like, a somersault, but the DB still came in and cracked his back. Kyler, I never see Kyler get in uncomfortable situations with his little body. Because the one thing that does jump out on the screen is he is little, little. Yeah. Right? He's really little. But it works. I I find him, when he's on TV, I just, like a Barry Bonds at bat, like I'm just like, I'm going to watch this series. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> this is, he's fucking fun. Del Rio said today, like, what do you need to do to get the defense right? He's like, not play Kyler Murray. Mm. And I think that's a guy that's been in the league as a defensive guy for 20 plus years. I don't think, and you and I were around Del Rio when he was with the Raiders. He doesn't just throw that shit out there. I think Kyler has a lot of respect around the NFL. Not that he disrespects opponents, but yeah, to say something like that's a pretty high compliment from Jack Del Rio. Yeah, I um, he just looks so comfortable on the field. Like that to me is the thing you never know with a young quarterback. That's why I think we were so high on Burrow. He just looks so comfortable. Kyler, the same deal. And and maybe there's something too. He was a first round pick in baseball. I mean, I think it's a self confidence. Um, but he's just he he's he looks comfortable. And he looks confident. And I think this week against Detroit, and Detroit can score a little, maybe this is the week that he has the passing game that is, you know, does he have a three or four touchdown passing game? I know Christian Kirk's probably out this week. But whatever, he's got Hopkins and Isabella and Fitz. And so I maybe this is kind of that big, that big passing game this week um, against Detroit. I'm predicting. I, I just find him one of the rare athletes, and I watch football for a living. But like, God, I'd probably pay to see Kyler Murray. Or like, I if you'd say like, oh, they're the Cardinals or the Thursday night game or the Sunday night game. Like, I get excited. Like to me, he is. Are we that far away from just him being one of the stalwarts of the league? As these older guys get out of the league, that like you just become like Mahomes, Kyler, <laughs> right? Obviously Russ, but just Kyler Lamar. Yeah. Yeah, I, Lamar's already there, but I, I mean, is Kyler like a season away from just getting kind of that treatment where all the little kids are playing with him in Madden? It, I, I don't play video games anymore. If I did, I think the Cardinals would be a team I'd be a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I watch him and think the Oakland A's nailed that pick. 
And I tweeted that the other day, and someone's like, well, did you look at his numbers? You couldn't hit. I'm like, whatever. I, I think he was going to figure it out. I buy it. I just think he's... He's just special, man. He is. And I I, I think what makes him – part of what – I love when you see that a guy is special before it's in his box score. Before it's like – you know, it would be one thing if he just threw for 350 the first two games. You'd be like, is that even – can you even duplicate that? I like when you watch Josh Allen you go uh, – early on where you go, God, I he's got it. The numbers don't quite reflect it, but if he can put it together, he's got it. And now it feels like, you know, maybe the numbers are going to reflect it. I think Russell was that way. Early on, we're like, oh, he's got it. And then it took him a couple more years for the maybe a year or two for the numbers to catch up. Uh, but that's Kyler. He just looks, he's just stressful. And maybe that's because we got to see him week one against the Niners. When your team is playing him, it's just a stressful watch. He's just, he's stressful. So, I mean, and the, here's the other part, as you pointed out to me, when you look at this, he's just got a schedule right now that's going to be conducive to getting off to a great start especially if they beat Detroit this week. Carolina, the Jets, who do they have? Do you have the rest of it? But Yeah, I, I clicked. I mean, obviously he's going to play. The, and on top of that, he'll play in some big games. Like, is he going to beat Russell once? Is he going to beat Goff and the Rams once? Already beat the Niners. They, they, they could start. It goes Lions, Panthers, Jets. So they could be 5-0. and But who does he have after then, the Jets? Is that, Cowboys. At the Cowboys. Like, does he play well in that Seattle. game? Because that would be one where you go, yeah. everyone kind of takes a big step on him. Well, they got Thursday night football. That's a little ways down the line. Who do they play that, Thursday night? Well, think about this. Think about this guy. The Cowboys game, that is, I think, Monday night football. That's a pretty cool Monday night game, right? Kyler Cowboys. Yeah. I, I mean, last time I checked, a lot of people watched the Cowboys. <laughs> there are going to be a lot of people watching that game. Yeah. It'll be Herbie. And Reese interviewing uh, Clay Aiken. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Not Clay Aiken. Uh, Taylor Blake, Swift. Blake, uh, Blake whoever. Kepka. Bl- Blake Kepka, yeah. No, who's the what's the singer? The country singer who does the voice? Blake uh, Shelton. Oh, Blake Shelton. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Brooks Kepka. Clay Aiken had a little uh, Clay Aiken had like a six month run. Yeah. That's a dated reference. I, I knew it. I appreciate it. I, I thought Clay Aiken had a couple jams. Did he? Like what? Uh, no, I just, he had a moment. He had a moment. American yeah. Idol used to have like some legitimate talent, right? And what Carrie would I have Underwood? to pay you to watch the show where they just look at a person and then argue about whether that person can sing or the masked I, singer? Well, the, yeah. To me, those shows are just, I, I don't ever, here's what I notice. The only time on the guide I go to ABC, Fox, CBS, and NBC are sporting events. I, I when's the last time you're like, Whatever an equivalent of Desperate Housewives. reality show or just yeah a show like that. Do you ever go there during the week? Like, oh, I wonder what no. on ABC Tuesday night at nine o'clock. Nope. You would never ever go there. Nope. They got no chance to compete. No wonder they are so in love with sports. It's the thing that drives people to their channel, and and the local news I think helps them yep. in their different markets. Ele- right? Like election coverage will be a big deal. For I, them. I actually every once in a while just get on local. Like if I'm just on that channel for something and I. Haven't turned on the TV all day, and I flip it on. It's like on channel ABC at five o'clock at night. I'm like eating dinner. Like, oh, I'll just get some local weather, just some local shit. I'm like, yeah, oh, I get a it always. Vibe. You know what it does? It always makes me feel comfortable. Like, you know, growing up in the '90s, like the lo- you just go to my grandparents' house, the news was on. My parent, you know, my dad would come yeah. home from work, or hanging out, whatever. News is on, just in the background. It just makes me feel comfortable having the news on in the evening. I'd never do it, but 
Yeah, me too. When I do, it just makes me feel comfortable. It does remind me of my youth. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, John, shut up. General Schwarzkopf's exactly. talking about Desert Swarm. Like, okay, I, everyone well, be quiet. it's funny you say that because the <laughs> Gulf War is the number one thing that I think of when I think of, like, having the Everyone watched for General Schwarzkopf and the Desert Swarm. And just, like, night, you know, know, scuds exploding in the night, yeah. all, that, the, all that shit. But we were in and out. Yeah. And we kicked their ass, and then my dad, I remember, bought his book. He did it? Because he had, like, some great, he had a great attack plan. Like, he came from all angles really fast, in and out. That's all. I just remember being there, our little, like, probably 30-inch TV, huge box to carry it. You would need multiple humans because it was heavy in the front, heavy in the back, you know? You had you had to dig, like, a probably, what, three feet worth of depth <laughs> to fit everything, you know? <laughs> now I see when people, like, move into a new home and there's just, like, a, an area where you'd put the TV, but there's, like, an indentation or something. You're like, fuck, I can't even fit the flat screen. I want 80 that, inches. It's only 67. That was, like, something that was smart for three years for home builders, where it's like they, they were building holes in the walls to fit your TV flush, but then the holes weren't big enough because a 60-inch well, TV my, is $400. guy my dad worked for had, like, probably one of the first flat screen TVs. or I'm Big, excuse me, not flat screen, big screen. This is, like, the 90s. Mm-hmm. Guy, the the big screen alone had this huge tube behind it. The whole thing around it, it you would have needed three movers to well, attempt to just get this thing. I mean, don't forget the biggest. And, and I problem. think at the time, in like '91, it was like a ten thousand dollar, and it was like fifty inches. It was like fifty inch TV. <laughs> the thing's as big as like the a, footprint a, a like Prius. Two, yeah. <laughs> But don't oh forget my the biggest God. I remember when a friend got one of those, and I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be so great. And then you realized if you were not sitting exactly eye line with the middle of the screen, you stood up, if you laid on the ground, I mean, you're hanging out, you know, we're kids, so you're playing video games. It, it was like, uh, it was like it had a privacy screen on it. Like you couldn't see. Yeah. You had to be on the couch, perfect back posture, eyes right at the middle of the TV, or you got like an awful like shadow. It was terrible. I haven't been into a Best Buy in a long time, but I remember pre-corona going through there and just peeking like, is that an 80-inch TV for $700? You know, it's like, it's incredible how cheap and how thin, even some of the nice ones were still like, the super, super sweet one was like $3,500. But I'm telling you, $3,500 got you by the best TV on the market right now, 85 inches. I know. I know. The, and the 3500 back in the day wouldn't even have got you a computer. Uh, our, how are our, our children aren't even going to comprehend, like, no. you know, not even, won't even make sense. RTV until I, I was like a sophomore in high school was a 13 inch television. VCR I got a combo. TV in my room in high school, and to pick it up, I had to like lean back to probably like a sixty degree angle just to keep the weight. It was so heavy. If you probably do, needed two people. We do to have do some younger people that listen to this podcast, and they definitely are not exactly clear what we're talking about. Well, I think they're probably right on the fringe because I'd say flat screen TVs, like the true flat screen TVs, have been going strong for like a decade, but they're not like twenty years old. Like when we were in college, yeah, they decade didn't is two thousand nine. Really. Yeah. But you agree, like when you and I were in college in the mid two thousands, flat screens did not exist. To what? No, I got a, I got a Vizio now. a little bit after college. Did we have a flat screen? Maybe it was right at you, like you oh seven oh eight. You had a flat. Oh seven oh eight was right at the sweet spot, yeah. I think. But they were expensive. I but brought the, like a forty five inch TV that was like two grand that my parents 
we just got a new TV, and I remember they like, do you want it? I'm like, yeah, I'll take well, it. Well, that's it was an expensive TV. It was 45 age, inches, guy. In your mid 30s, your first flat screen was probably a hand me down. Yeah, because they're two thousand dollars for a 40 inch, 45 inch TV. We did not have like a 60 inch. It was a 45 inch. Now, granted, at like whatever Oaks or whatever those were, it looked pretty big inside. Oaks, those are where you bought it. No, is it what was the what was the place we lived in Fresno? Was it called the Oaks or something like that? What was oh, the, like, oh apartment the apartment complex? complex. Uh, d- d- well, there was was it Jackson Park Place? I don't know. Is that what? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Jackson Park Place. Yeah. Anyone driving through Fresno? Yeah, check it out behind the Casa, Casa Corona, right across the street. You hop the fence. That's right. Go get ice cream. TCBY. <laughs> All right. Yeah. On that note, have your weekend, best buys are always <laughs> at Fries. <laughs> Guaranteed. That's a place where you buy electronics. Also, they Free used ad. to have porn DVDs. Did they really? Yeah. Did you have to go did. into like a secret room for them? Nope. They were out there with like, you'd see like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone <laughs> movies and the next would be X-rated. You could just right stand there. right in in the middle of where the break is and when your mom comes, you're like, oh, I'm looking at this Arnold movie. Yeah, exactly. Dad, Dad can we get uh, Happy Gilmore? <laughs> Later. See ya. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.